Welcome, I'm Jennifer Lenblad, President and CEO of Stratus Health. It's my pleasure to host a series of brief podcasts celebrating our 50th anniversary. Today, I welcome Brock Slabaugh and Peggy Wheeler, two highly regarded national rural health leaders to have a conversation about meeting rural health challenges and opportunities. Brock is the Chief Operations Officer at the National Rural Health Association. Peggy is the Vice President for Rural Health Care at the California Hospital Association. And we get to partner with Brock and Peggy on a variety of aligned efforts and both are valued colleagues who I am always learning from. So welcome to this dynamic duo. 2020 and 2021 have been really challenging years, but I wanna start with a question that hopefully will bring optimism to our conversation. So we all know that rural is often described from having fewer resources, a sort of deficit-oriented view. Yet we know that rural communities and rural health also have many assets. So despite the many challenges in rural health in this country, what gives each of you hope? Well, thank you, Jennifer. And it is uh, really nice to be on your program. And I want to wish a, congrat a hearty congratulations to Stratus Health on your 50th anniversary. I really appreciate the basis for your question, because when we look at the assets uh, in rural areas, I would look at them in two ways. First of all, we have all of the many resources in terms of food and energy production for our country. These assets are so critical to the powering of our nation in terms of what we take for granted uh, every day. And these are the forms of accessible, energy-rich areas, agriculture that funds and drives so much of our uh, economies in rural areas. There's energy-rich places where uh, oil is being produced to power our nation's cars and heat our homes. I look at rural health in this context then. We make up about 80% of the land mass in the United States, but we have only 17% of the population. But that 17% of the population provides all the food and energy resources that are required to make us work. So I think this is an exchange between urban and rural as we look at how we fund and look at health equity from a geographic perspective and how important that is to how we view the reasons for our programming in rural health. Thanks, Brock. Peggy, what would you add? So let me start also, Jennifer, by saying congratulations to Stratus Health on 50 years. That kind of longevity is rare, so celebrate as much as you can. But I'd like to focus on that definition that you use, because I always push back on it. Fewer resources and a deficit-oriented view. I think that rural is known for and survives based on its resilience. And that resilience really helped them during these troubling times over the last couple of years. They have always done more with less. And so when faced with the challenge of this, they were well prepared. In addition, they had the relationships that are needed to get this kind of work done, to get the kind of supplies that you need, the kind of resources. And then just add to that, Jennifer, the passion of the people that work in rural is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. Thank you both for that insight. It just reminds us again of the important role that rural plays in our communities, in our world, and what they bring to the table. Brock, you mentioned equity, and I want to pick up that thread of conversation. 
we talk about the importance of linking rural healthcare and health equity as if all rural communities are the same. And we know they're not. And we know they're not all predominantly white. So we need to acknowledge that racial diversity in rural communities is variable in different parts of the country. We have communities with longstanding racial diversity, such as in the rural South or near our tribal nations across the country. And then there are communities where the demographics are more recently shifting to have an increase in immigrant and refugee populations. So amidst this diversity of diversity in rural, how do we advance the conversation about rural health equity and health improvement and think about united and uniting goals as we do our work? Public policy has always treated rural as kind of this uh, smaller version of urban. And so when you look at the prospective payment system, for example, as, a, as a, just a, a big top-level program uh, on payment for rural hospitals, we see that there was no testing or demonstration on whether it was going to work in a rural community or a low-volume facility. And we saw 400 hospitals close as a result in the 90s and late 80s. So this is where we look at geographic equity. But then you point out a very important feature to then drilling down within that geographic perspective the diversity that we have in our rural communities all over the United States. And so you go to the deep south where I served in rural Mississippi, where 70 percent of my population was African-American with the pronounced disparities in healthcare outcomes that we were dealing with. And so when you complicate the lower reimbursement formulas with sicker populations that are older and typically poorer, it makes the challenge of providing healthcare services in a rural community even that much harder. And I think all three of us are passionate about how we can bridge those inequities and make the health outcomes equitable among all citizens of our rural populations. Brock, you're really highlighting that kind of double whammy of rural that happens in so many communities. Peggy, your thoughts on this? It's so easy to follow behind Brock because all I have to do is put the frosting on the cake. But, <laughs> you know, this conversation for me is really something I'm interested in and passionate about. And I think when we talk about uniting goals and uh, health equity, we have to go back to the foundational elements of what we're talking about. Not only are no two rural communities the same, but no community is the same as another community. And when we know that the social determinants of health, where we live, work, learn, and play, account for 80% of the health outcomes, that what we do as medical intervention is only a small portion of that, we really have to turn our attention to those determinants. I want to ask you each to talk about how can rural health lead the way in addressing equity for patients, staff, and community? There's some cliche about if you're not at the table, you're what's for dinner. Rural needs to be engaged. If we learned anything from, and we learned many things from COVID, it is that there is an inextricable interdependence between rural and urban. And we need to continue to foster those kinds of conversations, those kinds of relationships 
where we lift up our rural communities, because if we don't, then urban's going to have an issue and vice versa. I agree completely, Peggy. And I think that in addition to that, rural can lead the way in being the laboratories of innovation that I think would be actually instructional for our urban counterparts. We have the ability with our defined populations that we can start to look at innovations that could have outcomes which are documented to be either working or not working on behalf of the populations that are served. While we're all exhausted by the pandemic, it's still a very real crisis right now in many rural places across the country. We're interested in understanding from your perspective what we have learned about how rural health care delivery and rural public health and community organizations should be working differently together. I think one of the outcomes of this very exhausting time that we've been in is just how important the collaboration is with your community-based partners. Rural does a good job of that, but I think we've all learned that we need to do a foundationally better job of that. I'm against returning to normal. There are so many silver linings and gems that we have learned during this trying time that we need to carry forward. One of those being that we cannot do this alone. We are not siloed in our rural healthcare delivery, that we do it better, stronger, and serve more of our community the more we partner with our community-based organizations and public health. COVID taught us that. Brock, your thoughts on that about this connection between healthcare and public health and community organizations and what we've learned that can help us be better in rural going forward? Yeah, it's a great question. We look at the pandemic as having widened the fractures that pre-existed uh, in our rural communities for quite some time. The virus was beautifully designed to take advantage and penetrate all of the weaknesses that we had in our rural healthcare infrastructure, exploiting really all of those disparities that I talked about uh, earlier in our conversation, taking advantage of the many weaknesses in our infrastructure as far as hospitals, clinics, the workforce challenges that we have in our, our rural areas. The other thing that we're observing nationwide is just the depletion of our public health infrastructure. We're seeing directors of public health agencies in counties and regions across our country being ousted from their positions because of a stand they're taking on masking or because they're pro-vaccination. And these long-standing resources that we've had in rural communities that have been caring for the public health of our rural counties are now being depleted, and we're losing that store of expertise and professionalism in terms of dealing with not only this pandemic, but the future pandemics that we may have coming down the pike. We need to pay a lot more attention to our workforce and workforce development, and we certainly need to do a lot more in the area of education on masking, and certainly vaccination confidence. Jennifer, if I can add to what Brock is saying, especially in the area of workforce, the whole concept of grow your own, mm. grow your own is going to be even more important. So I'm going to circle that back to relationships and partnerships. 
you know, we've got great community college systems in the country that we can partner with to help create the pipeline. We know that if you train in rural, you'll stay in rural. Thank you, Brock. Thank you, Peggy, for helping us to celebrate Stratus Health's 50th anniversary, and most importantly, for your leadership in rural health across the country. 